Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. You are a singer. I just asked Tony if he's a singer. You are a singer, dude. No. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo, Bo Matthews, and Chad Ellis in studio with you. Bo, you're back. Yeah, thanks Bo for sat, covering for me last sat week. Sat it out last week. He wasn't feeling good. He was practicing social distancing and proper uh, uh, quarantine procedures. I'm trying, man. But, you know, it, a lot of people think of this as uh, a sprint, right? It's like a snowstorm or even a blizzard. Okay, i got to be in the house a few days. This is going to go till the end of April, if not further. Yeah. And it's just a, you got to try and wrap your brain around that. So that's why I think this show is going to be so important to anybody that hears it, because we are going to talk about a great way to get outdoors because you do mm-hmm. need to get outdoors. You Now, Tony, do you go in your backyard like when you're not doing yeah, this? When we can. But, you know, we haven't had great weather. Well, this week, this past it's week. Hit or miss. yesterday was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday was amazing. Wednesday was amazing. Yeah. And, Wednesday. Um, and it was, we've had glimpses here and there, but by and large, it's been cold and wet. Right. And that has definitely, we've talked many, many times about what a game changer it would be if it was nice outside. And which is not, I mean, for late March, early April, it's it's not unheard of to think of some really good weather. Right. We just really haven't had a very long, any stretch of decent weather. I think if that happened, that would alleviate a lot of the stir craziness that we are seeing. In radio, we're a lot like house cats. We don't get out much. We don't do much, right, most of the, <laughs> most of the time. But I I really feel that you do need to get out, especially now yeah. where you can. A friend of mine, his, his uh, girlfriend, she walks like a beast. I mean, she's a 10,000 steps a day person. Yeah. She went to a county park yesterday, and there were so many people there yeah. that she got in her car and left. She, oh, it, wow. it was that busy. I'm like, really? Yeah, Forest Park was hopping. Yeah. Good. Yeah, Got to keep that six-foot you know, six distance. distance. Yeah, that's all right. Just get out and, and, and do something. And we can start with that piece of news right there that 
Uh, one announcement that was made this week was by the Missouri Department of Conservation, and they are temporarily waiving fishing license permits so people can get out and fish yeah. and not have to worry about being stopped by a park ranger and getting fined if you don't have your, your permit. So maybe if, you know, if you're somebody who hasn't been fishing for a very long time, maybe since you were, you know, a kid or whatever, and you haven't made time to do something like that, and you're stuck at home and you're looking for something to do, go I out think, and go fishing. I think you could see a surge. Uh, uh, Missouri Department of Conservation says average, they have 1.1 million active fishers in the state. Mm. Average. Mm-hmm. You're going to see that number go to 2 million, I bet. Mm-hmm. You know, and as we're all prepping and trying to, you know, collect as much whatever we want. That is a food source, too. Yeah. I mean... And you may fall back in love with it. I mean, I've told the story many times on this show about how, I don't know, it's, gosh, it's been probably at least 10 years ago now. I was at a buddy's farm, and he had a stocked pond there, and I hadn't really fished, uh, maybe, you know, just maybe just here and there, but like like consistently fished since I was a kid with my dad and my grandpa. When I was growing up, we, you know, my dad and and my grandpa had a bass boat that they shared and, you know, so we would go out on Spanish Lake and things like that and 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 bass fish and catfish and some other things, but when I was going like when I was starting in radio and I was in my 20s, I was I lived a different lifestyle and I was not an outdoors person and I wasn't going fishing and I've never really fished with lures or anything. I was always, you know, because I was a kid, so it was always like bobbers and live bait or whatever, or, you know, like, you know, catfishing stuff with a live bait. And I tied on a lure at my buddy's pond like 10 years ago, caught a bass, and something just clicked. Yeah. And I have been obsessed at, ever since. I have now. I have my own bass boat, and I go out we, every chance I get every weekend. And we have a place at the lake, so I fish there as much as I can. And now I've be- become, you know, something of a of a decent fisherman. And it's definitely my my most favorite hobby that I try to do as much as I can. And it all happened in that like literally one moment. Yeah. Like I can, re- I can. That's your aha moment. I, yeah, and I remember, like, I know exactly where I was on the pond, exactly where I caught the fish, ex- the lure that I had. I mean, like, I remember everything about that moment, and it was just like, oh, whoa, <laughs> like and, this and is you, freaking cool. You said you did fish as a kid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just I with had, dad or grandpa or whatever. Right. right. I, you know, on the way here, I was thinking about kids fishing, and you know, the opportunity for people to go fishing without permits. You know, if you can only get in your backyard. Do this. You you said you have a three year old. Yep. I was probably three or four when my dad f- first handed me a small fishing pole mm-hmm. with just a weight on the end of it, and I practiced casting. It's a great pastime. It's right. something to do. Make targets out there and try yeah. to try to cast that. Even if you don't get to the water today, or it's a you know bad weather day, or whatever the case is, at least you can do that part and get the motions down. And the I just love that part of it. And then when you get to the point where you actually get to catch a fish, right. Boom! Yeah, there it is. Yeah. So, so maybe with this, uh, with having this, these restrictions waived for the time being, you go out and you go fishing, and it's something you haven't done in a really long time, and you catch a fish, and all of a sudden, 
You're hooked. No, no pun intended. No pun intended. Definitely, <laughs> no boat needed necessarily. I mean, you can no. go on the shore. You can if you've got a friend with a boat. I will tell you this. I, I was actually thinking of horror story, or horror fishing stories. Never let go of the control of having the boat with you because uh, we were in Arizona and I was a kid. My dad's friend had a boat. He dropped us off on an island and we fished from this island. It's twelve thirty, eleven o'clock, or twelve thirty, one o'clock in the morning. And the guy still doesn't come to get us. And we're stuck on this island till daybreak until the guy could figure out where we were. Oh, he couldn't do it in the dark. And we froze. Our, and in Arizona, we still froze our butts off. But I was thinking about, okay, fishing's great. But, man, there are a couple of stories that kind of go, uh. So own a boat if, you, if you can. Boat sales should go up. Yeah. Don't, go, don't get dropped off on an island during this period of time where you're it's fishing true. without your fishing license. It's crazy. But yeah, almost every city has, you know, city parks with with ponds that you're yeah. allowed to fish in. Florissant has one. Hayeswood has one. You know, up by me, that's what I'm familiar with. But I know that other um, municipalities around the county does as well. So there's plenty of, of places to fish. You don't need a boat. You don't need much. You know, you can go to Targets are still open. Yeah, there's not a run on fishing poles right no, now. No, Targets are still open. So you can go and buy a basic fishing pole and uh i i don't know our our places i guess cabela's and is it and that stuff are still open i haven't been to any of those you know i i know that the the those uh, big I stores were shut down on gun sales because it just right. went nuts right uh but i would Which guess we'll talk that about a little bit of that a little bit later on i guess we should tell people we have a great show lined up for you we are going to talk to in the next segment alex salzman from the missouri firearms coalition but a lot of um a lot of legislation discussed during this time, and a lot of um, a lot of very interesting decisions made by some leaders around the country. There are some mayors that have in, have enacted things like emergency powers, which have given them the ability to stop right. gun sales in various parts of the country, stop things like or take control of things like gasoline sales mm-hmm. and things like that. So that's um, some interesting stuff that we'll talk about with her. Also, we uh, there was something that happened in Illinois that I couldn't believe when J.B. Pritzker actually named gun stores as an essential service right. and left the gun stores in Illinois open. Wow. I would have guessed that he would have taken this a, a, a chance to shut down gun stores in Illinois. So some, uh, some good news and some bad news right. has come out of this as far as Second Amendment rights are concerned. So... Uh, What's really not essential, though? What I mean, you know, the, the restaurants are trying to stay open to do, you know, pick up food, things like that. What industries are not essential? Tourism right. is, is part of it, but in entertainment. But, I mean, there's not many. Yeah, entertainment is non-essential. Uh, grocery store workers are getting the letter that we got uh, right. to be able to travel during these times yeah. uh, without any, uh, you know, yeah. uh, any like issues. Things like movie theaters are non-essential. Yeah. Wow. The industry, the Hollywood industry, putting movies out. Yeah, uh, I think I heard a K. I don't know if it was a, a Spectrum, but opening up their premium channels for more viewing. Yeah, Disney Plus has released a lot of stuff for free. Yeah, free content, really? Because yeah. yeah. I never did. You know, I I know you're a lifelong member, but <laughs> yep. So like movies mm. like Frozen Two, which were just in the movie theaters, yeah. which weren't weren't scheduled to be released on demand or anything like that for months, have been put on the the Disney Pixar movie onward. That I think is still in theaters right now, or right. was just a week ago, is going to be released on Disney Plus 
in a couple of weeks. We're talking indoor things. This is Second Amendment Radio on the great outdoors. <laughs> I'm just saying, you just mentioned that a lot of, of uh, streaming services are releasing stuff yeah. early and for free. And yeah, Disney Plus is, is one of those is one of those things as well. I heard the so, dispensaries, uh, the, the Collinsville or the Illinois dispensaries. Yeah, but that doesn't surprise me because a lot of people have... A lot of people are prescribed marijuana. No, no, no. I so, know, but for recreational. I mean, right. they, they did change their name in Collinsville to Provisions and Supplies or something. I don't know what the name of it is, but it's like, well, they were ahead of the curve there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it doesn't surprise me that they have to, that they're staying open because a lot of those customers are 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 uh, filling prescriptions from doctors. So they, you know, so they kind of they get a they can use that angle. I am so proud of you. Doors open. As is Tony is speaking, he is grabbing more and more <laughs> disinfecting wipes, not sharing with anybody. Did you but wipe? That, no, I brought these in and I said these were for everybody. Did you wipe the, the outside of the container down? I've you wiped, do that. Yes, I've wiped. You, listen, I am <laughs> OCD already. OCD is kicking uh, in. Yeah, I'm already. <laughs> oh, I'm not making fun at all. These I, are no, good no, practices, no, man. No, 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 I know, and, but I, you can make fun. It's fine. I am, uh, I'm already a OCD germaphobe, so I have been... Trust me when I say that this area has been wiped down thoroughly. I'm surprised we're not all in three separate studios. I know. No kidding. (laughs) You want to do that? No, don't give them any ideas. You know, they already start sending a host home and letting them work from home. I would hate to have to work from home. Yeah, I'm a little. I'm not a work from home type of person. No? No. I am not I'm not an online student. I'm not a work from home type of person. All that stuff give me like separation anxiety from the world it's true, and man. I don't want it. It is. It is. We're all going through I it. I agree completely. And again, this is going to, we're just at the beginning of this. And not to put fear in I anybody. Don't think so. I think we're at the I think we're at the halfway point. Jeff County, they said their their lockdown or whatever is until April 23rd. That's a yeah. month. Yeah. 3 and a half weeks. That's Aren't we a, about a month in? 3 weeks in? No, I'm talking well, we're a week or two in right now, okay. right? But they're talking end of April if we're lucky. Yeah, it, that could the be president's extended. President saying he his goal is Easter. No, that's April twelfth. I mean, not for our county anyway. I know, but the the president said his goal is by is Easter to try to start opening things back up. I think he's. I and think, you can always bring those numbers back. Sure. Just because you said you're keeping everything closed till April twenty second doesn't mean that if there's a turnaround, you couldn't. Change that. Change absolutely. That. absolutely. I mean, they've extended it. They can always shorten it. So. And, and, you know, yes, we've all seen the president on TV daily. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I even heard Juan Williams say, oh, it's the president's TV show. And I was, you know, he's the guy in the five on, uh, oh, on yeah. Fox. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. I, I believe it's as transparent as he can be. But he's also trying to keep us positive. I yeah. think by the by the way he is talking. I mean, you know, everybody's going to have an opinion about it, but right. I think he's doing a great job, no, kind of a football coach. No, you know? I, I think I think that that team, that coronavirus task force, you know, politics are what they are. You can take whatever side you want to take, but I I think the president and that team has done a good job of keeping everyone informed. It's unprecedented time, of, so you know, of everything that's happening. Yep. So, and you just mentioned Jefferson County. Also, in this show, uh, later on, we're going to talk to our friend Sheriff uh, Dave Marshak, oh, who actually him. joined me last week. On the weekend report, which is another uh, weekend show that I have on 97.1. If you're listening to this on 97.1, you might be listening on KMOX. We love that as well. Um, but uh, and and Sheriff Marshak's been on this show many times. But it was really interesting talking to him last week, and I can't wait to get the update from him this week yeah. on how things are going, pol- specifically from a policing standpoint. Right. Because you know I've heard a lot of rumors. About I keep hearing stories like uh, 
you know, so-and-so's co-worker's cousin said that they had a friend that got pulled over and was asked why they were Traveling. out of their house, yeah. and they had to prove that they were on their way to work. I've heard, like, two or three of those stories, but I've it's always been, like, a friend of four a friend times of a friend. removed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And every time I talk to a police officer, I they're saying... No, that's not no. a thing. That's not we're not that's not happening. We're not just randomly picking but maybe they are. So I wanna know Or not yet. I wanna know from Sheriff Marshak if that is if that is indeed what's right. happening. Because, you know, there's a lot of these rules right now. No gatherings over ten people. Are they enforcing that? You know, I see uh, when I go to like my quick trip, there's a sign taped to the door that says no more than ten people allowed in the store at once, but oh. there's nobody counting. So why does that not account at Walmart because there's always more than 10 people I think it's so big. I think because the building and they is... don't really practice social distance no, I, was I, know. At, I was at Walgreens and they have the little boxes where they like literally tape boxes this is the social distance and they have it going on the PA but at Walmart mm-mm. it's a it's a free-for-all yeah yeah I don't know yeah yeah. Social distance is two all feet I at Walmart. Guess, all I can guess is that the store is so big that they can have more people in there, and like a gas station is so little that they have to limit it. But again, there's nobody in there counting. Right. And okay, let's say there is twelve people in it's there. It's like the honor system. Yeah, you know, leave a penny, take a penny. So, but what if, what if a police officer comes across that? Are they are they obligated to uphold that? Yeah. Yeah. I, so that's what I'm saying. Like, what? How are police enforcing this? How you know? I have a lot of questions. Yeah, it's good, and, it's good you got him. Yeah, so uh, that's going to be really good information from Sheriff Marshak coming up in the third segment. He's going to actually stick around and do the uh, podcast exclusive with us as well. Of course, we release two podcasts of this show every week. We release the show podcast before the show even airs. So if you are going to be out fishing this weekend without your license because you can – and you want to take this podcast with you, you don't have to wait for the show to air. We release the show podcast every Friday, and then we release the podcast exclusive every Monday, and that's content that you can only get there on the podcast. You can get our podcast in many, many different places. I think the best place to get it is the Radio.com app, which is a free app, and once you have it, you can stream this radio station 24-7. You can use the Radio Rewind, and you can download the podcast of this show and every other show on the radio station. And one more thing I would sure. like to add, Tony, about the uh, free fishing, no permits needed kind of thing. They do, ha- and I would recommend anybody going to the Missouri Department of Conservation and reading the article because it says limits on fishing methods and other regulations will still apply. The permit waiver won't apply to anyone whose fishing privileges were suspended before Friday. So if you've already been in trouble, well, then that's still in trouble. You're still in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and if you have. In, like you said, a lot of parks, and you'll see it right there. It'll say if you are gonna keep your your fish and eat them, you know there'll be there's limits. You know you can only take so many fish, and they have to be a certain size. All of those regulations are still in place. You can't just clean the lake out because it's coronavirus, like it's toilet paper. <laughs> right, exactly. No, no hoarding of the catfish. All right. Don't go anywhere. We are going to take a break. When we get back, we're going to talk to Alex Salzman from the Missouri Firearms Coalition. You are listening to Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello and welcome back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo here with my partner, Bo Matthews, and our producer, Chad Ellis. Thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of Second Amendment Radio. Continue, please, to download our podcast if you enjoy this show you can get our podcast twice a week. You can get the show podcast on Fridays, and you can get our podcast exclusive on Mondays. Download the podcast in many, many places, including the Radio.com app, which is absolutely free. So why wouldn't you do it? And like you say, Bo, share it. Oh, absolutely. Give it as a gift. We got, <laughs> it's a free gift. <laughs> yes. And it's been disinfected, I promise. <laughs> it's true. It's coronavirus free. The Second Amendment Radio podcast is coronavirus free. It's almost like you can't talk about anything except adding that into you know yeah. what avenue of life we're talking about. It's everything. Yeah. Now we just talked about the surge in gun sales, or we have talked, you know, and everybody's saying the yeah. surge in gun sales. But there's also some uh, pushback, and that's why we have our next guest. Yeah, Alex Salzman joins us once again from the Missouri Firearms Coalition. Always great to talk to Alex. She's always got great information, and that is why we wanted to talk to her today. There's a lot of uh, stuff going on in this world, Alex, and there's lots of legislation and a lot of uh, executive powers being flexed throughout the country. So uh, there's a lot to talk about. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. So, yeah, you bet. Um, We're just talking in the last segment about various leaders across the country, mayors of different cities that are enacting their emergency powers, which gives them the right to do a lot of things, including shutting down gun stores and and, and firearm transfers and all that sort of stuff. What are you guys watching the most at Missouri Firearms Coalition, and what is some of those type of things that are happening that you think people don't know about that they really need to know about? Well, we're kind of tracking this all over the country right now. Um, It's not even so much a Missouri versus Illinois and what we're doing differently to them. It's really more of a whole stand united as a country because they're all coming down in their individual states. Uh, We're not necessarily looking at uh, the state home order on a statewide level here, Um, but places like California, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, they have all closed all of their non-essential businesses, and they've included gun shops. Um, in that, in those orders. In the so, non-essential? In stores, and the gun stores have been in the non-essential in many of those places? Yes. In those four states, they're considered non-essential. Because I thought uh, it now, was, I thought it was very, um, uh, I thought it was unbelievable and, and actually nice news for once when J.B. Pritzker in Illinois actually said that the gun stores were essential and left them open in that state. That, I thought, I, I, Thought I was dreaming when I read that. Right. So, yeah, in Connecticut, Ohio, and Illinois, they have, when when they put their orders into place, um, Connecticut, Ohio, and Illinois governors decided that 
firearm stores were to be deemed essential. Mm -hmm. So those got to remain open, like with the grocery stores and banks and stuff like that. So it really is, is dependent on where you live is going to depend on whether the government thinks that the right to keep and bear arms is an essential right. Um, so no matter what the constitution says, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, it's kind of everybody for themselves. It feels like right now you've got varying levels of lockdown policy kind of trickling out from one coast to the next. As a, um, as a, as a firearm advocate and obviously a second amendment advocate and, and I am as well, Do you think this is a good or a bad thing that so many people are going out and getting firearms and buying ammunition? Because on one hand, I mean, I'm guilty. I've done the same thing. I've made, you know, made sure that I had everything that I needed in case there was, you know, a big problem. But there's also part of me that is slightly concerned that people who have never really been interested in having a gun before and haven't gone through the proper training or anything else, just like when they hear that there's no toilet paper, when they hear that there's no guns or there's no ammo, they run out and get them. And now, you know, there are going to be, I think, some people out there that have guns that don't really know what to do with them. And I could see that being a danger, not not necessarily for the public, but for the those people themselves that have firearms that they don't know what to do with. Is, do you have any type of concern in, in that area, or is this, you think, more of a good thing that people are realizing, you know, you need, this is yeah. why we have the Second Amendment, so you can defend yourself? Yeah, we firmly believe that an armed society is a polite society, so we say the more <laughs> guns, the better. Welcome yeah. to the Second Amendment Club. To <laughs> so all of you new firearm owners, we always advocate that you are well-trained with your firearm, get to know mm-hmm. your firearm, practice with it, go through the class. It's not mandatory, but it's definitely recommended. Everyone needs to be a responsible gun owner. That's the goal. But, yeah, the more the merrier. Welcome to the club. And, and, and I will I will uh, interject this, that if you have a gun range that you can get to, and if they're open, I'm sure they're practicing social distancing and disinfecting. Get to those gun ranges because even if you are a novice gun owner, uh, a first-time gun owner, you can go in and talk to those people at gun ranges, and they are more than happy to help you get through that. Now, if you don't have the access to go to a gun range, remember, YouTube University, there's a lot you can learn on mm-hmm. YouTube. And or find a friend. You could, yeah, or find, find a, a friend, friend absolutely. That, that, that is a, a gun owner and an avid shooter and... Let well, them... and I don't know. I haven't talked to Aaron, but I know Southern Armory does CCW classes. They'd yep. be more than help, more than happy to help. Absolutely, no doubt about it. So another thing, Alex, that I wanted to ask you about was there's a lot of information and news being made at the federal level right now surrounding the coronavirus relief bill, which has also been wonky with people trying to stuff things in there that don't really belong. I know. And and actually getting away with it. But that's not the only bill that lawmakers on the federal level are trying to rush through and sort of take advantage of this crisis and try to kind of sneak something through. There's actually a federal gun bill that is being uh, worked on right now and getting, you know, a lot of people are pushing it to pass very quickly. And I don't think there's very many people that know that this is happening and certainly don't know what's in it. So could you fill us in on what is happening with this federal gun bill right now? 
Yep, absolutely. So while we're all distracted by toilet paper shortages, um, gun owners are really in the fight of their lives right now. We've got a bill called, it's 5717. You're going to want to remember 5717. It's the Gun Violence Prevention and Safe Communities Act. Um, And basically, like I said, while we're all on lockdown, Elizabeth Warren, we all remember her, her and her cohorts, Um, have introduced the nastiest gun control bill that we've ever seen in American history. I mean, it is literally the encyclopedia of gun control. Everything you can imagine, everything that we've been fighting against for the last decade has found its way into this bill. Um, Everything from, you know, a national gun registry, uh, mandatory permits, red flag gun seizures. There's a federal red flag gun seizure in the middle of this Wow. Um, they're going to ban virtually every semi-automatic firearm, raise taxes on firearms 30%, ammo at 50%, um, makes it a felony to have a high-capacity magazine. It goes on and on and on. I could, I could sincerely go on for another page and a half. This has got 111 pages of nothing but the most nasty gun control Michael Bloomberg could, could hoist on us Jeez. right now. Are there in? Is it getting? Does it have momentum? Is, is it? Is there a, a a reason to believe that this could actually get through a Senate that has a Republican majority? Well, you know, usually you would say no. You would hope not. It already has eighteen sponsors so far. But the main the main factor here, the reason that we have to be really concerned about this bill, is the timing. You know, Americans are feeling really vulnerable right now because of this virus. And I don't put it past the radicals in D.C. to take advantage of that fear one bit. They know that mm-hmm. you never let a good crisis go to waste. So while we're all worried about toilet paper, while we're all worried about, you know, being off of work and worried how this going to affect the economy, all of that, everybody's focused on the stimulus bill. They've got this mega gun control bill coming down the pike, and nobody's paying attention. Yeah, you, Nobody you, is paying attention at all right now because we're all worried about the virus yeah. and toilet paper and like i said all the other things that are going now yeah you think you feel vulnerable now you take away my my uh, right to defend myself and my family i'm gonna feel way more vulnerable then than i than i do now well and you know like i said there are a lot of scared americans who desperately want to restore the delusion that the government will be there to keep them safe Now that they see the reports that the government may not always be there. I mean, in Dallas, we've got, you know, in Dallas, Texas, they're saying that their police force are not going to respond to car break-ins and vandalism and shoplifting. So, first, there's a lot of new first-time firearms owners right right now because they see that. Well, I want to know uh, more about the 5717. Uh, This isn't connected directly to the coronavirus uh, relief bill, correct? It's separate. It's it's like the world is being distracted with the sparkle over here of the coronavirus uh, information. I was shocked when uh, Nancy Pelosi was, uh, you know, forcing in uh, to save the uh, the museums in New York. And I mean, to the tune of millions of dollars. So so this is separate. But that's the sparkle. And the real work is being done on the on in the dark corner of the alley right that's right the worst part about this is that we have to deal with this as americans are completely distracted with the coronavirus Mm. they're they're pitching it as we need it we need to keep the community safe we need one big blanket policy 
You know, this is these are not new proposals. You know, the can't buy a firearm until you're 21, can't build a firearm in your home, the banning of suppressors and all semi-automatics, expanding gun-free zones. None of that is new. It's just all coming at a very vulnerable and dangerous time right now because our guard is down. Okay, Alex, real quick, uh, since uh, we a lot of us have time in our lockdown status uh, and we want uh, keyboard warriors out there, how can how yeah. can those that are listening help you help them? That's absolutely a, a great idea. We need gun owners to flood Washington, D.C. with emails immediately. They need to know that we're watching this, that we're going to hold them accountable if they support this bill. You can go to MissouriFirearmsCoalition.org. We already have pre-written emails. All you have to do is put in your name and your zip code. Nice. It'll let you send it right to Holly, right to Blunt, right to your congressman. And th- those in D.C. need to hear from us immediately, oh. immediately. That's great stuff. Alex, uh, that website, MissouriFirearmsCoalition.org, is a great place for people to go to stay up to date and informed with everything that's not only happening in the state, but also on the federal level. And it's the bare minimum that you can do to go on and sign these petitions and and sign those type of emails that, like you said, you already have them pre-written and ready to go. All you got to do is sign your name and push send, make it as easy as possible. There's lots of other things you can do as well, but that's pretty simple, and that's the bare minimum. And the least you can do is that to help protect your Second Amendment rights. Take a break from Candy Crush and do this. Make this your new Candy Crush. Get Absolutely. on there and send these letters. Seriously. It'll, it'll so, Alex, we, we've got to go, and we're, we're going to talk to uh, Sheriff Dave Marshak from Jefferson County when we get back. And I have a lot of questions for him. We're hearing a lot of different stories about the way police are behaving during this time and, and things that they may they are and aren't doing. We're going to get some truth from the sheriff when we get back. But one more time before we let you go, uh, that website and the way that people can get involved. They need to go to MissouriFirearmsCoalition.org. We've got emails you can send. We've got, you can text your legislators, hit them up on Facebook, hit us up MissouriFirearmsCoalition.org and stand with us. Alex Salzman, always great information. We'll have you back on real soon. Thank you so much for informing the audience and keeping us all up to speed on these important issues that we need to keep our eyes on. Thanks, Alex. No problem. Anytime. You bet. All right. We are going to take a quick break. And when we get back, as I mentioned, the sheriff of Jefferson County going to join us. Dave Marshak is next on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo in studio with my partner, Bo Matthews, and producer, Chad Ellis. Momentarily, we will be bringing Sheriff Dave Marshak into the conversation. Sheriff uh, Dave Marshak is from Jefferson County. Can't wait to hear from him. Earlier in the show, speaking of the Great Outdoors, we mentioned that the Missouri Department of Conservation has lifted the uh, the 
rule that you have to have a fishing license to go fishing right now. They have waived that. So if you want to get out and the weather starts to turn around and you're going stir crazy in your house, go out and go fishing and you don't have to worry about not having your license. So really cool stuff there. There's a lot of of these type of rules that have been lifted during this uh, coronavirus situation. So, uh, you know, I don't want to say that that's that there's that there's a lot of good news out there, but there is some good news out there. And there that is, is one of those things. Yeah. And anytime we're talking about the great outdoors it's brought to you by Razorback Armory. Mm-hmm. Razorback Armory is a full service firearm shop that strives to be the area's premier destination for firearm enthusiasts. And they are uh, allowing three customers in their small store at a time. They clean and disinfect the shop several times a day. Find Razorback Armory a half mile east of 270 on Manchester Road and tell them Bo sent you. So I've been mentioning throughout the show, and we tell you, remind you every week that we put out two podcasts for this show. The show podcast goes out before the show even airs. The show podcast goes out on Friday mornings and then the podcast exclusive which is content that you can only get on the podcast goes out on Mondays and joining us now in this segment and going to stick around and be a part of that podcast exclusive is the sheriff of Jefferson County Dave Marshak joins us sheriff always great to talk with you my friend how are you Good day, everyone. Doing well. No complaints. Yeah, good, good, very good. So I mentioned earlier in this show, and I want to get right into it with you, and and thank you so much for your time today and for sticking around and doing that podcast exclusive with us. Make sure you guys are getting that podcast downloaded. Uh, Pretty much anywhere you download podcasts, you can find us, but I prefer the Radio.com app, which is free. And uh, you can it's basically one stop shopping for the whole station there on the radio.com app. So go and check that out. But I mentioned earlier that I've been hearing stories uh, from friends. I actually got asked at the grocery store when I was checking out the other day. The, the checker asked me, have you have you been out driving around? And I said, yeah, I actually just drove uh, from home from the city. So I've been on, you know, I've been driving a lot. And she said, are, are police pulling people over? And I said, I didn't see anything like oh, that. Oh, because of the lockdown? And she said, yeah. And she said, I, I, uh, people keep saying that the police are out there pulling people over and asking them why they're in their cars and making them prove that they are allowed to be out right now. And wow. then I got a text not too long ago. Uh, and it's always that. It's always like four or five steps away. I got a, a, a text or an email from somebody that said... I have a cousin who has a coworker who has a friend who said that their friend got pulled over and the cop was all like, why are you out? What, you know, where are you going? They had to prove that they were on their way to work. So I know I'm hearing that story a lot. I know that that is a rumor that is out there. And so that specifically, but then also, Sheriff, just shed some light on how, if any, differences in policing that are that are going on right now during this coronavirus crisis so so the first part uh, you know i tweeted uh, almost a week ago that information travels fast but bad information that creates fear travels faster mm, good and point. uh you know i think that still holds true today i've received some of those same phone calls some of those same texts and messages uh inquiring if law enforcement was out there stopping and i'll tell you that here locally in jefferson county and I'll speak for our department, I'll say absolutely not. Um, you know, this is still America. We have a constitutional right to move about freedom. I understand there's a pandemic going on, and certainly um, I think we can all appreciate the advice that we've received from CDC and other leaders 
wanting us to stay home and provide social distance and wash our hands and keep our hands away from our noses and faces. But, you know, we still live in a country that uh, allows for freedom, and that's why we're here. It's based on the Constitution. And so the answer from our perspective is absolutely not. Law enforcement officers will not be stopping the citizens asking for, quote, papers, end quote, or any other documentation to prove uh, as a citizen that you are a, quote, essential worker. Um, Having said that, um, I do not speak for other agencies, um, but I uh, am in tune with many of our law enforcement leaders around the region uh, that would, I feel pretty comfortable taking the same stance. It doesn't mean you don't have the road police officer that didn't get proper guidance or leadership uh, that may stop somebody for a legitimate traffic violation uh, and pose that question. That's always a possibility. But sure. the directive to our law enforcement officers is that we're going to uphold the Constitution first. Well, it, uh, Sheriff Marshak, it also uh, seems like a lot of people that are mission critical, uh, like radio people, we uh, we got our letter from our company um, and from the government, There are, and even uh, grocery store workers. People are already receiving those letters in case we get to a system where we do need to, you know, have law enforcement keep people home or keep people off the streets gratuitously. Uh, so uh, a friend of mine works at a grocery store, and they got a letter that says, okay, this proves that you are okay to be on the road to go to and from work. So you, you, your whole department is aware of these types of letters that are from the government, correct? Yeah, you know, listen, let's be honest uh, about it. Uh, the fact is I started getting these messages uh, several days ago, um, every uh, employer uh, that has a small business or that thinks they're essential uh, had reached out to us and continues to reach out to make sure that they're going to be able to uh, perform their basic roles. That list provided um, down from the federal government and then through the states is a huge list. And so I think we have to be realistic in terms of what the expectations are, even in a worst-case scenario. I will tell you that law enforcement in Jefferson County and throughout the region is going to be stretched thin. Uh, There is no way, and again, we have to approach this from a realistic standpoint, that law enforcement is going to have the resources available to be stopping cars, checking for papers. It's just not realistic. Right. So, Sheriff, another question that I had was about enforcement of the various guidelines and rules that have been put out by municipalities, you know, no more than 10 people, you know, gathering in one place at one time. I mentioned that I've been to a couple of gas stations, you know, that have a sign on the door that say no more than 10 people are allowed in the store at once. But there's nobody counting. There's nobody there, you know, making sure of that. And I don't even I've never even seen somebody stop and count the people in the like themselves count, you know, like, oh, am I going to be the 11th person in there? So who's who's enforcing these rules, if anybody? And is that a priority right now for police officers to make sure that those type of social gathering rules are being followed or is that like on a per call basis not a we're going to go out and look for it situation yeah i mean obviously this is a public safety public health issue more so a public health issue Um, i will tell you that law enforcement resources are still being used uh, to answer other public safety calls for service such as fights in progress disturbances domestics child abuse You know, nothing, because we have a health crisis going on right now, it does not mean that law enforcement is somehow absent of other responsibilities. They have those other responsibilities. Um, And so 
in terms of responding to some of these calls for service, um, you're correct. You know, police are not out there uh, counting people at different events other than, you know, the obvious large scale mm-hmm. events that mm-hmm. uh, somebody had pre-planned. Uh, but the reality is most of those enforcement efforts uh, are going to be attributed to the actions taken by uh, public health professionals rather than law enforcement. In general, right now, are are you guys receiving about the same amount of and same type of calls that you would be in, at a normal time, or are you guys busier? And if so, what are the more you know unique kind of things that you guys are responding to, if there are any? Well, you know, listen, I'll tell you that, um, no, the calls for service that we get are still consistent. I mean, we're still responding to uh, the domestics and the fights and the disturbances. I will tell you some of the unique situations that we're encountering now. Uh, detainees or persons that have been arrested uh, will offer that uh, they are infected with the COVID-19 virus to yes. either uh, deter law enforcement from putting hands on them uh, or maybe they don't want to go to jail. Uh, we're seeing calls for service in which um, there are child custody disputes where they do not want to send their child back over to the other party because they claim they're you know, having symptoms of um, you know, the COVID-19 virus. I mean, we're seeing some of those different events uh, play out that are unique. Uh, we had to quarantine an officer as a result of contact he had with a family member who uh, did have the virus in St. Louis. And, and so we're, you know, we're posed with some unique challenges yeah. um, from a law enforcement perspective, but uh, we make those decisions uh, day by day and hourly and, and we're moving forward. So that is Sheriff Dave Marshak from Jefferson County, and there are more questions that I have for you. Unfortunately, we're just about out of time on the show, but as I mentioned, Sheriff Marshak is going to stick around and be a part of this week's podcast exclusive. I want to ask you, Sheriff, when we get into the podcast exclusive about the story that uh, people like Wesley Bell and Kim Gardner are wanting jails basically emptied right now of all uh, non-violent offenders because of the the social distancing and trying to do that. And I want to also get into a little bit more of that situation where you were just explaining. I know that people have been, you know, telling police officers when they get pulled over, don't get too close. I have coronavirus, you know, in an attempt to keep that officer from uh, giving them a ticket or or whatever after being pulled over. Yeah, so those are kind of a couple of things that I want to touch on with the sheriff and the podcast exclusive. Make sure you are downloading that uh, just about anywhere you download podcasts, but especially the Radio.com app, which, again, is free. You can stream the station 24-7 with the Radio.com app. You can use the Radio Rewind feature and get the podcast of this and every other show on the station there as well. Sheriff, thank you so much for your time on the show today and look forward to continuing this conversation on the podcast. Thank you. And uh, we are going to wrap this show up. Big thanks to Alex Salzman from Missouri Firearms Coalition for joining us earlier as well. If you missed that, make sure you listen to that on the podcast. And for my partner, Bo Matthews, and our producer, Chad Ellis, I am Tony Colombo. Thank you for listening to another edition of Second Amendment Radio and the great outdoors. Enjoy the rest of your weekend and stay safe. Get more at 971talk.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.